Welcome to the season finale of How We Bounce Back. We want to wish you all a happy holidays. And please stay safe if you are gathering, traveling, and keep hand sanitizing those hands. And don't worry too much, those stimulus checks are coming. We can't believe we're at the end of the year. As we look back on accomplishment and just making it to the finish line, that is a 2020. We really want to reflect on what might be the toughest times we have ever seen at any point in our lives. Our hearts, thoughts, and prayers are with those that have suffered through any amount of pain this year has brought to us. As 2020 might not be the best year of our lives, it should be the year that we found the most meaningful and as we continue to, one, prioritize our health and our mental health, and two, continue to push for systemic equity at work and anything we approach in life. Remember to take what you have learned from the bad times so when you cross that bridge again, it's a smooth way to the other side. Now let's introduce our final surprise guest. She's hailing from West Rambo in the Philippines. She's a near 40-year nurse at Howard University Hospital. She's crazy and loud when she's with her sisters. She, she actually kind of mean to me growing up in grade school when I didn't get A's in class, but definitely turned that around. But she's lived beyond any expectations that her two sons and her future daughter-in-law can ever ask for in the mom. She is my mom, Luz Velasquez. Hey mom, thank you for joining this week's episode. How are you feeling and are you ready to take on these questions? Sure, I'm ready. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, we're going to start off with some soft questions to, uh, to begin the episode as I've been doing to, with the rest of the guests all season long. So the first question I want to ask, what was the most fun time in your life prior to your time in America? Okay, the most fun I had was uh, when we were in vacation in a province which is a rural area in the Philippines. It's like uh, a rural area here in America. I grew up in, uh, in a city like LA, DC, something like that, you know, so I don't know the places. Uh, I don't know how the kids in the provinces and my sisters and my brother will go there. And it's a different kind of life, you know, cause you know, they have animals like, you know, animals on the street and like uh, they're not in the zoo. And my fun, my, the fun time is riding on those carabaos. Carabaos like a caribou over here. And then they're bareback. You don't put anything there. You ride in there and then they, wow. you know, you can walk around. And uh, we tried planting, uh, rice plants in a rice field and you know when you plant those rice in the rice fields you do you are bare bare food you know you don't have any shoes or anything because you step on the mud with water and at first it's kind of you know the mud will go into your feet but you plant those uh plants and in a line it's it's very hard because you know you're always on your back and planting one by one in those things and that's fun and then uh swimming in a stream you know not swimming pool and uh getting all those fruits on the trees you know and it's ripe and it's very sweet it was fun and you know and having this uh kind of a different kind of experience because back there that was 1960s and 70s you know when you're young you know all these new things you play with all these kinds of uh, 
you know, uh, stones, you throw mm -hmm. it into the water and stream and you jump into the water, which mm -hmm. is like a stream. You know, that was fun and I love it. Okay. That's you amazing, know? Mom. Wow. Uh, next question. I want to ask, can you describe a funny time with Neon Louis when you first arrived to America? I know some viewers through Queer Brian's podcast and our podcast, okay. they know that you and... Neon Louis immigrated to the United States together in pursuit of a nursing career and growing family here. I know also, of course, I shared a story at Dad's 50th birthday of when you two first met each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's many funny stories with you and Dad. So maybe you can share two stories here. It's kind of a two-part question. Okay. But do you do you have any fun funny times with uh, your your early years here in America? Okay. The f one with uh, I came here. Uh, it's not that really very sad or very, uh, you know, uh, it's shocking because America is big, right? And, but then the thing is, the city is not so shocking because I live in Manila. So when uh, Louis, one of my friends, one of our best friends in high school was with me because both of, our, both of us are nurses and we were recruited here. At the same time, we went to the same place, which is Hobbs, New Mexico. Hobbs, New Mexico is a place that is uh, one of the rural area. That one city is like uh, uh, it's like uh, 10 miles away from another city. Like Arlington and Alexandria are not side by side. They are a little bit, uh, you know, there's a desert in between. So, you know, it's, that's kind of shocking to us because both of us were living in Manila and that's... Uh, it's a city, it's like LA, you know, definitely like LA. We have, we have our malls and things like that over there, clubs, you know, but you know, we're still young. We're like 20, 21 years old at the time. But the first time we arrived in LA, LAX airport, we were about to go to another building to pick up another friend, actually just a, a coworker, but it's the first day. We've been standing there for a long time me and her standing and then these cars won't stop we couldn't cross the street in order to go to the other building and then here's another guy came and he said you've been standing you're gonna be standing there forever for a long time if you don't press this button and then it the car will stop and they will let you cross across the street and they were laughing so much because we look at each other and the guy pushed this button and the post and the car stopped and then we were able to cross the street we look at each other that's the first one that we feel like oh my gosh it's a different <laughs> kind of world okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is very uh uh you know very uh entertaining for one of us because we kind of are wouldn't we feeling like we're stupid or what <laughs> <laughs> But when we arrived in New Mexico, Hubs, New Mexico, it was dark. It was nighttime because it's about like 11 p.m. The one who picked us up brought us in a motel. So we were able to sleep there for one night. As soon as we woke up, one of our co-workers was uh, shouting, screaming, and you know, something like, Oh my God, where have we? Where are we? Where am I God? We, we went out and then we saw all the desert around us. And that's how the motel is. The only building in that area and all around is is uh, is a desert. So it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of scary and fun, but uh, fun because we arrived in America and it's a very you know very far place. And we thought we're gonna have our own freedom. We can do whatever we want. There's no mom or dad 
there is no nanny or tate who will tell us, you know, oh, don't do that, don't do this, things like that. But, you know, this is the thing that uh, is like uh, we are excited because we're going to do this thing, being mm -hmm. independent and do whatever we want to do without anybody telling us what not to do. Yeah. Okay, but it's a fun time. Fun time for uh, your Nina and Louie because uh, at least we're together, you know, at least we can uh, talk each other if we're sad or something that we're, yeah. we miss, you know, mm -hmm. back home. And then, you know, at least, you know, we didn't, we didn't suffer that much, actually. It was, uh, it was a great experience, you know, for us. But meeting your dad, <laughs> that was really something different. The first time <laughs> I met your dad, he's drunk. <laughs> he drank a lot because we were in a party and he didn't know, I guess, uh, what he's going to meet or what I'm going to meet. But, uh, you know, as soon as, uh, as, soon as uh, we meet again the second time, I guess, you know, uh, he likes me. So, and I said, okay, we go and try. But otherwise, the fun time with him is... Uh, uh, you know, when he he's trying to, you know, I was trying to see if I can, uh, you know, if I can meet somebody because, of course, I met a lot coming here from Hubs, New Mexico to to Washington, D.C. is kind of different. So I know already the mm -hmm. culture. I know already how the way is. And, you know, I met different kinds of culture, different kinds of men, you know, different kinds of, uh, you know, white, black and, you mm -hmm. know, Asian or or people like that. So, uh, uh, your dad said, uh, "We'll try." And he's in the navy, which is kind of his lucky because he's stationed in here at that time that we met each other. So, uh, the fun time came is after you know we went close together, and that's the fun time that we had. Because the first time I went to Disney. It's with him and a couple of friends, and that's a fun time. At least we know and met and see how how he is at the time when he was young. Mom, I definitely want to go into like the tougher human connection questions that we've asked uh, all of the guests all season, which is the purpose of the show. Uh -huh. So, you know, let's get serious and let's discuss. The first question I want to ask after working nearly 40 years as a nurse, specifically as an ICU nurse at Howard mm -hmm. University Hospital, how has this pandemic impacted the way you look at your final years in your career? Okay, uh, this pandemic uh, is really difficult, you know, for the health workers, okay? This tells me also with these uh, coronavirus patients that uh, in order for you to be a nurse and to take care of them, you are, uh, the nurses are very dedicated, you know, selflessly take care of patients with this kind of uh, illness or this problem. And then it's impacted the way I look at my career in the final years because, uh, you know, the bedside nursing is really something that is hard and the nurse should be really dedicated to that kind of job because, you know, there's a fear always even though you know the health workers especially icu nurses you know we take care of all those hemodynamically or very critically ill patients so you know once a patient uh, 
becomes better from being very critical that you think they're dying is very fulfilling for us. But the thing is, even though we are wearing this patient protective uh, you know, equipment for all of us, there's still fear. Fear for you. That's why this is my, this is my, I'm, you know, final years of my career. Of course, I'm scared. What if I get this one and, uh, you know, I take care of patients like that? Is that only for myself? What if I carried it and bring it outside to my loved ones and then make them sick, you know? Or, you know, going out in the public and then you you just uh, spread the disease. So, you know, that kind of mentality. But the thing is, of course, you're, you're not doing that because you are wearing this uh, PPE. We, from head to toe, we are covered before we go in, you know? But sometimes, you know, bedside nursing is difficult and giving a heavy toll to all the nurses, especially those who take care of the patients who are at bedside. You know, if you see, if you think about it, they're inside the room, you know, patients inside the room. And then once they get sick or they need to, you cannot go jump in and go inside the patient's room. You have to protect yourself too mm -hmm. because uh you know you might get something if you go there and you're not properly attired so you are attired before you know you want to have that kind of feeling oh my god he cannot breathe you know i want to go inside and then he might uh he might cold or he might stop his breathing but you know you in your mind you have to protect also yourself because you're not only taking care of him you have to, you are taking care of others and me i help my co-workers because i do discharge duties at night and um you know they need my help too so you have to protect and wear all your gears from head to toe before you go inside the patient's room you know of course wearing those things is like it's not like a, a second that you are all geared up and go inside and jump into the patient to help them out right. it takes a minute or two for you to wear all of those gears okay but uh i believe this taking care of patients bedside nursing emergency nurses in icu is uh you know frontliners and then the first responders in the outside of the field emergency services including the emergency nurses we are the one that is holding the patients we are the one that taking their taking care of them. You know, doctors, of course, is also a part of that, but I'm just saying that bedside nursing mm -hmm. is really, uh, you have to be dedicated in order to do that to your career. And also you are dedication to preserve a life of a person and also a dedication you know, for you to, uh, to to help others in education and teaching them. Of course, the public is a part of doing that because the prevention is the best way to stop this, uh, you know, this pandemic. But uh, when it comes to my career, because I'm doing the one doing the bedside nursing, you know, these nurses are, the nurses I believe are also heroes which of course people are saying they're heroes, but the thing is, in spite that there's a feeling of scared, of being the fear of taking care of them, 
we still do it and then my colleagues are still doing it and some of the of course all of the nurses across the world are doing that so you know um you know as if uh, once you have a patient that got better and it's kind of fulfilling for us that sometimes you know you know even though they're not doing very well and then they are saying i'm good you know thank you very much for helping us thank you very much for helping me and or talking to me about it and telling me things about it that is very fulfilling for us you know because um it's not about being grateful it's just a way that you give something you give something to other people and as a nurse you give the best that self you know the the best of care you know you forget about the standards of care you give whatever that is the right thing to the patient and whatever that is the correct thing and whatever that is also fulfilling and helping their mind to survive that kind of illness because nobody can be with them. They're only over the phone with their family, which is also very good. But physically, mentally, nurses are the one in their bedside, giving them all the care, giving them the support, you know, and you know, it impacted me because um, at least, uh, you know, uh, this is not the only time the crisis that I've, uh, I experienced. Years before I experienced the AIDS, the boom and the entrance of this AIDS into our system, into our country and into the health, uh, you know, in the health, the AIDS that started in the 1980s and 90s. But of course, this is much worse because you know it's it's in a larger scale but uh i'm almost uh you know final years of my career and it becomes you know it's uplifting to my heart that you know i gave something mm -hmm. at least patients you know uh and then even staying the bedside nursing at least i see somebody who you know who who survived this kind of critically Ill, Ill patients that is really dying, who survived this kind of illness. And you know, that is something, looking at them, you think, oh my God, I hope he's not gonna go downhill, you know, and then gradually they will survive. And we learn the new thing on how to take care of these patients, which is totally different from uh, from a long time ago with a different kind of uh, illness like uh, ARDS, which is almost the same as this AIDS was concerning of the heart. We learned something. So by the time I will retire, I guess I said, uh, at least I have something that I gave to somebody. Mm -hmm. I have, I have, I, you know, I have something that uh, help out with my coworkers, especially the young nurses. I, you know, I was able to help them how to do this and, you know, and support and in, and for me, I said, you know, I will retire and at least I know for sure that I, I help a lot of people and I taught a lot of people on how to handle this kind of problem, you know, mentally, physically, and uh, I'm about ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> My next question to you is what is your advice for those up and coming nurses today? And like not even today during the pandemic, but beyond the pandemic, say there was no more pandemic 
and the nurses aren't as motivated as they were before, what is your advice for them now as they're up and coming in their careers? Uh, the nurses, uh, as a nurse, all we have to do as a nurse is to give the best of what we could give, the best thing that you can do. You know, you, you cannot do anything wrong as long as you follow, you know, you do the standards of care and you are dedicated to whatever you're doing, okay? And, um, uh, you know, I think all the nurses taking care of patients are really great. They are, we are all doing great. We are doing the best we can. And the nurses, as long as you're content and then you like what you're doing, you're happy with what you're doing, and you're happy to serve and to serve other people, you do good, you know, you will do good. Because you think of uh, other people. Yeah. You, are, you are not thinking about yourself. You know, taking care of patients or taking care of the sick patients, you are not, you are only, you are not only doing it as a job, you are doing it as a service to them. You are giving the best. All you have to do is doing the best and continue you with your education. You go the way that what you want to do, as long as it's good for your for you, and you understand what you're doing, and you know, and it's give you satisfaction. If you're doing something that doesn't give you satisfaction, mm -hmm. you're not gonna be happy. Yeah, you have to be happy in to do to your job. You have to have that kind of feeling of satisfaction that you do the right thing. And you have to have that uh, feeling that uh, uh, that you are helping others. Okay, that's all I can say with uh, new nurses. Now, mom, thank you for so much for all of the answers uh, with with nursing and your time working at the hospital. I know that's going to be beneficial for those that um, are struggling during these times. You know, that have a loved one in the hospital or have loved ones that are pursuing that that line of work so hearing that from a professional like you is very meaningful with especially the 40 years that you have given given to that but now i want to ask going on a different route okay and it could be tied to nursing or it could be tied to family it could be tied to your personal life could be tied to something before coming to america but are you able to pinpoint one single toughest time in your life and how did you bounce back from that okay um the worst time is uh when i gave when you are very very young you and jeff and the first time that uh your dad went in uh you know overseas oh yeah and i know that uh you know i work night shift uh, in the hospital and then of course I was uh, thinking and we were thinking actually your dad and I how are we gonna handle this because uh, the line of job that he's gonna do is not accompanied by family he is in a line of job that is uh, he has to do it on his own and he's gonna be stationed out of the country okay so we decided to get my mom and dad to help us out and take care of you when you when I'm sleeping at night time or when I'm at work of course somebody will be with the two of you and the toughest time is uh, we are deciding if he's gonna go overseas uh, in a because it's good for four years the line of job he has to go is no no accompaniment by family 
or in a different kind of world overseas accompanied by family but uh the thing is uh my job my career is now going gonna be held held because uh you know overseas uh the nursing is kind of limited because you only work in the base military hospitals right and the military hospital they are limited for uh civilian nurses because there's a lot of uh you know uh navy or army already in the you know as if it's very few that you can go in and be a civilian nurse in a military base because they're already established so most of the nurses who accompany the the husband doesn't have a job or you know they just stay inside the house or take care of the kids which i don't like i don't want to be inside the house yeah. and i don't want to be just uh being a mom household mom I guess that's how I am, you know. Uh, so I kind of think, do I go with him or do we go with him? Or do I just stay here and let him go for four years without us? So I guess uh, I talked to him and I think he knows my personality that I cannot be inside the house all those years, like four years or six years and take care of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can handle to be <laughs> not doing anything, honestly. So we decided that um, my mom, my my nana and tate will be here to be with me, and then he will just come home, whatever when it's allowed. Uh, you know, of course that's what he did, and that is ongoing for the next. Uh, because we talk it for long range, okay? It's not only for that first four years. So we talk it over and then, uh, of course, we, we have a new house. So I don't want it to be rented. And so we talk and then uh, it's a wrong, long range plan that is going to be happen for the next 15 years. Yeah. And that's what we decided. It's only my decision, but it's a low point for my life because, uh, of course, uh, you know, the bonding between you guys and with your dad is not going to be 100%. Of course, it's gonna be only with me. And he said, and his career, and he does, and I don't want him to get out of the Navy too, because, you know, he likes working for the Navy. And, you know, I said, yeah, that's fine. You can go home like a, a year or a year, something like that. And that's what we did. The toughest time too is when you do the homework. And sometimes I cannot answer the, the <laughs> questions, you know, especially in math. I'm very good in math. I cannot answer the questions. <laughs> so those times there's no email or anything, right? So of course we called to the line of the military lines and sometimes he answered. But the funny thing is when he was in Iraq, stationed in Iraq, and he was in USNS Comfort, and there was a question that I cannot answer, you know, and there's no Google yet, okay? <laughs> the internet is kind of different. So I will email him the answer and then he will email me back, you know, the, uh, I mean, I will email him the questions and he or the problem and he will email me back the answer so that you, you know, and you do that. But uh, within those 15 years, of course, that's the first year, the very first time that we decide that's the lowest point, of course. But... Uh, the the bonding of you guys is kind of the real one that uh you know we are talking about and at least we hold on you know at least you got bonded with your dad and afterwards and then within those few years that we go on vacation or when he goes on vacation with us i think it it did good because as i could see you still uh you know close with your dad jeff and you close with your dad and 
it did not uh, do anything really hard or you know harmful to both of you and um i'm very thankful for that yeah yeah mm -hmm. you still look yeah. at as a hero for yeah, being overseas very thankful for that yeah but um you know off the record it's still recording right now but you made a good decision uh -huh. staying here because you know having children of military family that's uh disruptive in uh you know growing up as children mm -hmm. and mm -hmm seeing different friends That's from different right. location you're okay we're best friends but hey two years later you're yeah moving you're going again. moving again and so. yeah so i think i think uh you know at those times i think uh i was thinking i'm selfish because uh i was also talk thinking about my career and how i don't want to be staying at home and how uh i one might not find a job and of course, I won't be able to find a job out of the uh, military base because I don't know the language. And yeah. then uh, I guess that, that's not allowed. I don't know. But, you know, something that is, uh, I said, no, I have to really go ahead with this because I don't want to be moving from one country to another, you know, things like that. And I mean, it, it did not turn bad. And I think, uh, I think we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think also I know obviously dad living far away is, is obviously uh, challenging because you know you're trying to foster a relationship with husband and mm -hmm. the dad right yeah. but I think you know you live far from Nana and Tata for a long time when you're with young Louis here right yes and then also you know obviously uh, away from dad and then me being in LA last four years you know that uh, distance, uh, sometimes you actually get closer with distance. And mm -hmm. I feel like every time dad came back home when yeah. he was overseas, it was the most exciting day ever. Oh, yes, you know? of course. So, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh huh. And that goes with uh, a lot of military families. And few of us uh, is uh, the same in our situation. Some of them are like us, which is, you know, because uh, the military family, they they talk to each other sometimes when you see each other in the you know in a military base and and some yeah. of uh, your dad's friends or my friends too. So that's kind of really, really difficult when you you know you know how the family are far apart from each other. But at least now we're doing you know we're here and we're okay mm -hmm. you know we're uh, as a family uh, we are very very lucky because i have my mother and my father oh, yeah. Yeah. with us mm -hmm. and they're the one that really support me and i don't think jim and i will survive as a family to be too far apart if they're not here to take care of you when you were young I so agree. i'm very grateful for that and then uh your Tita Betty comes, so she helped me with uh, bringing you to a lot of your activities, yes. you know, which is, I'm grateful. And when I'm when I'm sleeping, she brings you to baseball yep. or soccer or, you know, and, yep. you know, you know, and at least I have support from my extended family. And that's the best thing that ha ever happened with me because, you know, other families are not uh, lucky as we are. They don't have any support. They have, uh, you know, they have to pay for caretaker, you know, things like that. And I'm really uh, grateful for my mom, my father, and my, you know, my dad. And of course, Tita Betty also, I'm grateful that he came when you were very young and have somebody 
I have a chauffeur for, for the two of you. At least. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed out the different circumstances with a lot of people. I think in the case of me and Jeff, it's very fortunate because uh, grandparent, grandparents to grandkids yes. relationship yes. is very powerful. That's and obviously, right. we, we had that. Yeah, yeah. family is uh, yeah. supportive. It's one of the best that will help you out in uh, needy times. Yes. Um, okay, well, you know, we're winding down towards the end of the interview. I know we have so many plans for, for Christmas, so uh, we got to get going. But I do want to ask, and please take all the time you need to answer this, uh, our golden question of the season. If there's one big piece of advice of anything you can share with the audience, one big piece of advice, what would that be? Okay, life is short, right? So you do the best of all the things that you have to do. You don't do halfway. Do the best. If you think this is the best, you do it. In spite that sometimes there is some uh, hindrance or something like, I cannot do this, you know, I have to do that, you know. No, you have to think forward. You have to think of the future. And then, uh, you know, when you're doing this best, you know, everything that is best that you think is best for you and best for your family, you do that. But don't think about doing it something that is, uh, you know, the, the people around you will be the one to help you out, you know. And you have to say, don't do to others what others, what you don't want others to do to you. But always strive for the best, you know. And the thing is, doing the best is not a lot, okay? It's hard work. Mm -hmm. Hard work for yourself to achieve what you want and hard work for your family to achieve what you want for your family. You have your immediate family is going to be your future wife and your children. So you think of something, you think of what they're going to be the best thing that will you give to your wife and your future children and also for yourself. You have to be happy in order to, to be, you know, in order to be satisfied is to be happy of what you do. You don't do something that because I want to do this because I want to earn a million, but you're not happy and you're not satisfied with your work. You have to meet it halfway. Be happy, but you're doing the best thing that you want for yourself mm -hmm. and for your family. And also something that is, uh, you're going to be proud of saying, I did this on my own. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's the best thing I could say. Amazing words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, mom. Well, before we sign off, uh, I didn't, of course, script this out for you, but we want to ask one more lighthearted question. Who is your favorite Star Wars character of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Why Han Solo? <laughs> He's handsome. <laughs> oh my god! But I don't like the last one. They killed him, and he let himself to be killed. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. No, no, boo, Kylo Ren. <laughs> no, no, not that last part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like actually. I like the Star Wars, the old ones. Yes, everyone. I does. like them yes. with like uh, Luke Skywalker. Those yes. toys that I like the best, of course, and it's something different, the you know. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, the, you know, um, 
I want to say shout out to all the health workers. Yes. Shout out for the nurses. Yes. You, know, you are the uh, you know you are great, and of course those first responders who first touch the patients that they don't know what uh, they're getting. But shout out to them and be safe. Be safe and follow all the guidelines. That's all to protect the health workers. Be safe. Follow the guidelines. Protect yourself so that you know you can protect your own family yes. too. Yes. Okay. Amen. Merry Amen. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mom. Well, <laughs> thank you so much again, Mom, for joining the show. I know this is not the most traditional format for you to share your story, but like I said in the intro. Um, you definitely exceed the expectations. Jeff, myself, Rosemary, you know, okay, I have ever I have asked my, for I have my first daughter now. <laughs> yes, yes, Rosemary. three. Actually, I have daughter. two first daughters. I have Michelle, who I take her when he, she was a baby. Yes, very and true. And then uh, my <laughs> four-mother daughter, Rosemary, okay? Yes, 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 for sure, Mom. And then, you know, of course, we... You know, we're proud of you and all the work you've done at Howard. You've described that. We love you, you know, um, and especially we admire uh, all the work you've done for the patients. I couldn't even imagine how many patients you can you've taken care of over that 40-year career. So, you know, very proud of you. Your story will definitely be passed on to our grandchildren. So we're excited to share that. Of course, maybe we'll share this video someday. And, you know, we hope that our listeners and viewers have found something meaningful in this episode to uh, share with their families, uh, of course, from their point of view. And, you know, of course, all of us together, we're excited for the blessings in the next year. So thank you again, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs>